گفتگوهای روانشناسی توسط دکتر سعیده ملکفزلی از رادیو بامداد پخش برنامه روزهای چهارشنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر Very warm hello to our Radio Bombdad listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrati. And um, of the show, we were talking about some limitations in life that causes um, drawback. And there's so many aspects of that. So we decided to continue our conversation on air. And I want to uh, just start this conversation with saying that Uh, throughout the history, we have read and we have heard that sometimes limitations of different things like food or, for example, during Holocaust, when people were hiding and they couldn't be out in the society openly, how that limitation causes a lot of psychological and uh, physiological even affect, and um, it, it just affects your life differently. So um, one of the things I was just sharing with my colleagues offline was um, one of my colleagues who had a very tough life as a child, and they were poor, and they didn't have enough food for different reasons in their life that had happened. And her memory of childhood was, so bad that um, she uh, sometimes talked about her mother was around and they were getting into some um, just uh, foods that they were not uh, fresh and that caused them to get sick of those food. And she um, now is very picky on food. Um, unlike you would think when there's limitation, you just go over the board, you may eat a lot or you may be greedy about food. But we see different types of reactions um, naturally from your body or your mind. And that was uh, her experience that she just hated some of the food. They couldn't even look at it because of her past experience. This limitation can expand to um, a lot of different things um, when you are uh, acting out against something that they limit you for. Yeah, I find a lot of times limitations can lead you to react in so many different ways, including like you described, you know, having aversion to past or, or similarly related experiences. Uh, I find a lot of times for most people, you know, I, I give this example, even if you just say no to somebody, we have such an adverse reaction. And it's just that word no, which includes limitations to what we can and maybe can't do. People will really push back against that. Uh, but also it can be something that can be debilitating too. So it, it really varies and people can respond in sometimes very interesting ways, uh, ways that other people are surprised, uh, surprises themselves. Um, and even on the larger scale, you know, people sometimes won't anticipate, uh, you know, that type of reaction from somebody. So it's, it's something that's very intriguing, I think, on a psychological perspective, but uh, definitely in an interpersonal kind of uh, perspective as well. So our program today is about facing limitations. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. And reactions or you know, psychological reactions. Okay. With, when we're facing limitations, I can imagine that there could be 
negative outcomes and positive outcomes. People can mm-hmm. grow from facing limitations or people can get beaten down by facing limitations. Yes. My question for the two of you is, what do you think in general the population has more of? Growth from facing limitations or getting beaten down from limit- facing limitations? I would say that's a great question, Dan. I r- really feel um, thinking about the past history that I have studied um, especially about some countries that I know, uh, limitation had created so many creativity. So I would say maybe psychologically people get angry, people get greedy, but on the other hand, creativity goes up because I know that throughout some history, when people were uh, forced with uh, some limitations, they became, then they created so many poets, they created so many painters, so many singers, so many um, talented people that due to limitations, all of a sudden this came out. And um, I think it's evidence-based, basically. I wish I had right now in front of me that I could um, refer to, but I know it's evidence-based that creativity goes up. Okay. So are you saying in general, then it's a positive outcome? In regards to artistic part of a human and um, crying out for voicing what is happening to you psychologically, I would say in that regard is very positive. But then what happens to you psychologically by keeping that anger or maybe not being able to become creative. On the other hand, that needs more, I think, research. But in general, I have read in the history of some, um, you know, situations where, like think of Holocaust, for example, what came out uh, was terrible. But on the other hand, think of all these writers, these poets, these great creation that happened after. Um, or, or even like think of Anne Frank, um, who wrote such a beautiful memoir of what was going on. And, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there's so many I can refer to, but at this point, I'm not um, remembering some of the things, but I know creativity goes up. But what happens to you psychologically or physically, that's something that we need to compare. So we have better statistics so you're we've got a qualified yes here but not willing to commit that it is in general positive but it's sounding like you're leaning that way let's check in with dr andrade and uh, see what his take is on this do you think in general positive outcome from facing limitations or no not so positive short answer positive outcome (laughs) all right long answer like side was saying i agree i think a lot of people will perceive it as detrimental at the time that they're experiencing it and don't look at it as growth in that way but you know there's that saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger you know if you think about it if you're able to look back and talk about it to some degree that shows you in some way you've you've survived it. And and I say survived because yes, it may be very life altering, very different, uh, very impactful, 
but it also means that there has been some progression and some forward uh, kind of movement within your life. And in that, sometimes I find a lot of people will learn something about themselves, will uh, have a, sometimes even a new meaning for their life, a, a new understanding of the world. And so while it can be detrimental in so many ways and, and very challenging, I find it, it it does move you forward. You do move forward in it. And a lot of people, like you were saying, and Frank, I think of Victor Frankel, there are these people who have survived and endured some of the most horrible things, but from that, such creativity and such wisdom and such just this, this deep understanding of, of the human nature sometimes are derived from that. Now, I don't think that suffering has to be the only thing that breeds that, but I find that that it is something that does come from adversity, from limitations, from challenge. There is growth in that. Absolutely. And even I was just thinking uh, physical limitations that can lead to unique um, situations where we've seen people um, not having, um, for example, an arm, uh, a part of their body is not uh, functioning um, normally, but then they do amazing things. I guess it just comes um, from your motivation, fighting against it, showing it to yourself or maybe to others. I don't know. I mean, these are the things we need to really study or read about, but um, just came to my mind that physical limitations sometimes creates unique art projects even, you know. Um, we've seen people with um, artistic um, talent, but they do it with their toes. They, they create amazing artwork with their uh, using their toes, um, which we can't even imagine doing. Um, so I really think brings so much out of you as a creative person when you face limitations. Daniel, I'm curious, your answer to your question, do you think it's growth or more detrimental? I think it is growth because I think that nearly all creativity is generated from problems, from difficulty. You know, even if you think of an artist facing a blank canvas, it's like the artist wants to solve a problem. Generally, it's one of expression. So I think that there's always that the growth comes from facing limitations. You know, even an inventor has got, they're trying to solve a problem. This is this idea that's, we're, we're bumping up against that. Even if it's just an artist facing blank canvas, that's, that's the problem there. Okay, what do I do? And for a lot of people, as an example of using, extending that metaphor is, it's harder to paint a blank canvas than if I've got some restrictions on the canvas already. It's a little easier once there are some restrictions in there, which is a very interesting concept. So I think there's that. But then again, on the other side is I think about all of the mental health problems that people are facing. Mm -hmm. And I think that those typically are the result of difficulties in overcoming some mm -hmm. limitations or problems. So yeah. then I guess just to back out, just to answer your question, do I think that the growth and changes are greater than the mental health problems that exist in the world today? And certainly there's a lot of mental health problems today, I'm not taken away from. Mm -hmm. now, I think in general, I'm going to land on the side of positive. It's, it's positive. Mm -hmm. It's growth. And I think there is no other way. Yeah. So it, it, sorry, uh, as you guys were talking, I was just thinking 
isn't it depending on your personality and your character, how you take something um, that is negative? For example, if I'm limited in my own um, life as a person, um, I either feel helpless and I just feel like it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. Or if I am a person that I cannot live with just because somebody is limiting me or something is limiting me, then I can go against it. So I think it goes back to what kind of person you are and how you take it. But as a society, let's say, if there's a limitation in the society, I think society can help individuals um, to be creative. For example, we as people create our societies. Let's say there's a limitation in the city that we live. And um, let's say the mayor has been limited um, in, in, um, for some rules in the city. And the rules doesn't seem logical to me. Then I talk to you and, and I talk to both of you and I say, hey, what do you guys think of this city limitation that the mayor has put out there? And then you two may say, well, no, this is, this is not right. Then I feel like, oh, it's not only me, it's Dan and Alex too. Then you take it to other people and all of a sudden you feel like, wow, we are a group that we all feel like this is not right. And this support of the society even gives you more inspiration, motivation to just do something about it. And doing something about it maybe is not something that you can actually do to take it away, but you become so creative as a society um, to go against it or to wash off whatever, you know, it's being out there as as a rule. So I'm just thinking as a person, you take it with who you are, how you perceive it. But then when you take it out to bigger group or to other people, then all of a sudden you feel like you're stronger in your um, idea. I don't know if I'm clear about that or not, but I just feel like, you know, societies and groups and having that support it gives you more inspiration to go against it. I agree. I think another piece of that though, too, is there may be the three of us and plus people who say yes, but I find naturally there's going to be people who say, no, you know, this is okay. And so again, we're talking about conflict that kind of stirs just from, I think people in that way. Um, I, I think similarly, one of the things that I was that popped up into my mind um, was the idea of, you know, in any story that is about a utopia, there is always chaos and it always collapses. I'm thinking, I think it's B.F. Skinner uh, who wrote a book about a utopia. It's an older book, um, but it just talks about how it's just like in, in a utopia that already exists, it starts to fall apart. And you watch any movie nowadays about a movie, you know, about utopias. It's just people. People will have different uh, views, different experiences. Those differences lead sometimes to conflict. Those conflicts lead to limitations. I want this, you know, but you want something else. 
And then we're kind of bumping up against each other. So I, I think it's a natural part of life. And I think it's interesting too, because it's a part of life, as we talked about earlier, instead of it being something that destroys life, it breeds life in that way. And I think from almost an evolutionary perspective, that's what life is. And we think of the food chain, you know, you, you watch a movie about animals and they're just all eating each other. And you would think, okay, at some point there's going to be nothing left. But what happens instead, it breeds life. This, this, this rivalry, this competition breeds life. If a tree falls down in the forest, it doesn't just destroy the forest. The forest grows because of it. I think that conflict, that destruction, that is what, you know, the humans as well as, you know, animals, that's what we're built on in that way. So that's why I think growth is what tends to be derived from that more than anything else. All right. So we got to our first break. We come back and continue our conversation. Before we go on a break, I would like to um, let our listeners know that our podcast, which is now more than maybe 180, close to 190 podcasts, from two years of having this program. And these podcasts um, for listening to our topics on their culture and psychology, our listeners can go to radiobomb.websites and then pick podcasts on the top, click on it, and then find our program on their culture and psychology. And all these topics are there. Uh, Amazon Music now has our podcast. Spotify has our podcasts, uh, iTunes as well. Our program airs um, on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to uh, 1 o'clock every week. And um, as much as possible, we have new podcasts every week. And so far, rarely we had a repeat of our conversation. So every week we have a new podcast that you can listen to. Um, please contact Radio Bomb Dot with any suggestions, any recommendations. We would love to hear from you. And Radio Bomb Dot contact us with um, whatever you ask them. And we try to converse about the topic of your choice and interest. We come back and we continue to our conversation. <laughs> شاید این بار کمی بهتر نمشت آشقی را غرق در باور نمشت قصه ها را دیگر نمشت از کجا شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی از رادیو بامداد میشنوین ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازده تایی که بعد از ظهر با همکارانم دکتر الکساندراده و دکتر دانیل راکرز در خدمتون هستیم صدای ما از رادیو بامداد پخش میشه و امیدوارم اگر که 
برنامه های ما رو گوش میکنین و فکر میکنین مفید هستش کسانی که به زبان انگلیسی ترجمه میدن به صحبت های ما گوش بدن ازشون دعوت کنین روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه برنامه ما رو از رادیو بامداد بشنون ما در مورد محدودیت هایی که در زندگی ممکنه برامون اتفاق بیفته چه از طریق خانواده چه از طریق کار یا زندگی اجتماعیمون چطور ما خلاقیت درمون ایجاد میشه و در طول تاریخ چجوری این خلاقیت ها ایجاد شده دومله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم I was just explaining to our listeners what we've been talking so far and about our program being aired on Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 1 o'clock So continuing our conversation um, I was just remembering that Um, one of the activities I, I used to do with the kids in classroom was giving them some newspaper articles and then um, giving them some instruction on what, um, you know, they need to do. So the instruction was, for example, any word starting with the, with the um, letter A, for example, shouldn't be. Um, in 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 their article, so they had to block out any word starting with a or things like that, or or like for example verbs that end with ed. For example, they should be there. Any any verb that wasn't in the past has to be blacked out. So all of these instruction was on the board, and the kids were having a marker to black out some of the words. And it was amazing that one of the kids was saying that this limitation actually gave him so much inspiration to just do this activity because it just gives uh, motivation. What can come out of this article by um, having that limitation? And some people may be frustrated to say, well, I can't even do this article. This is going to be crazy if I have such limitation. But I was just thinking about how the students were taking this. Some excited that now they have a plan, they have this limitations, what they can make out of it that makes sense. And it makes their article look good. And then how some people were frustrated saying, oh, if I black out all these words and what is left... So different people take limitation differently. And it's, it's really interesting when you think about how your own motivation, personality, positivity can make you even become more creative. No, it's, it is interesting. As I was mentioning uh, kind of earlier, it reminds me of just the idea you can learn so much about yourself in that way. Reminds me, uh, I, I used to have a t-shirt. I remember that Daniel liked that I, I custom made. And it said that, uh, it said, I refuse limitation. Oh, and, interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, it was years ago. It was years ago. Uh, and I remember Daniel asked me about it in a, in a, in a Daniel Rocker's fashion type question. Uh, very intrigued. Like, what's that about? And I remember at the time why I made that shirt. And it was because of some of the adversity that I felt like I had encountered just in life where it was this idea of like, these are your only options or like, this is all you can do. And I, I know definitely early in my grad school experience uh, when I was in, you know, higher education, uh, you know, a place where 
you know, I, I come from a blue collar family, you know, people whose parents were lawyers and doctors. I remember that feeling of, you know, not quite belonging, but also at the same time realizing that I wasn't going to let that dictate what I did in my life. And so I, I had that mentality that these limitations that felt were there because of socioeconomic reasons, things that were new uh, beyond previous, you know, family, you know, opportunities that I wasn't going to let that in of itself stop me from, from pushing and, and moving forward. That's uh, not to say that it wasn't challenging. It wasn't difficult, but, but I had to remind myself, I had to look at it as that this is a limitation that I could either say stops me or I could try to push up against it. And I, I chose to push up against it. Alex, are, are you able to remember a specific moment where you had that realization? Like, wait a minute. No, I'm not going to be defined by these limps here. Can you yeah, remember that? There, there's one uh, specifically. I had this professor in grad school who had the audacity. I, I have respect for this guy, but I, at times we bumped heads. I mean, we we either really liked and respected each other or we would just bump heads. And, and one of the things I'll never forget that he said was, you know, to get licensed, because I went to school in Illinois, to get licensed as California is really difficult. You probably won't be able to do it. Oh. And I remember thinking, your, my, my first reaction was like, you're telling me I can't go home. Like, do you realize you're telling me I can't go home? And then secondly, it was like, wait, no, people do it. You know, I've heard of professors who are licensed and worked in multiple states. And it was like, wait a minute, like, you're not going to tell me that I can't do that. And, and, and that just sparked something in me where I was like, no, I'm going to push up against that, not just to show him, but being like, wait, no, you know, you're saying that that's the norm, or that's something that's really difficult for people. And that, you know, almost like underestimating me in a way like you're you're saying that i'm not capable of that like do you do you know what you're telling me like one i'm not capable and two i can't go home and so in my mind i was like oh heck no like that's not uh uh watch and so that was just kind of fuel for the fire in that way for me very interesting alex you know i have similar experience i'm glad you mentioned that because all of a sudden came to my mind i remember when i was getting my administrative uh, master's uh, license one of the uh, professors told me you know you want to become an admin i said yes and i have told you guys my story that one of the directors in the district actually approached me and said, we need people like you in administration. You need to go get your license and we, we need people like you. We need diversity in our system. So he pushed me through this. But this professor told me, you want to become an admin? I said, yes. And he goes, you know what? You, I, and he knew that I'm in high school level. Um, so he said, you may, in a very, you know, doubtful voice, he says, you may want to start with elementary. I, it, it's very difficult to become an admin in high school system and, and be able to handle. And I took that to heart. And I was just thinking, my background experience is all in high school. I have been in elementary helping and, um, you know, I sort of know, but it's not my thing. 
elementary and I haven't been having so much experience. And this was in my head. And I always was walking with thinking, wow, he told me it's difficult to become an admin in high school. But sure enough, when the opportunity came and I'm a very adventurous person and I always feel like, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I try. So when I applied and I got the job and I went through Granted, it was very difficult the first few years, uh, and maybe it, it was too difficult to handle and get acquainted with the system, with teachers who were, some of them, um, you know, maybe more educated or more knowledgeable and, and experienced and all that, but I made it through. And I was comfortable in my skin and in my work after three years, and I felt comfortable, and I did it for 18 years. But that uh, voice of him was always in my head, and, and that doubt that he created in me was like, wow, you know, how can I handle high school admin job? He told me doubtfully um, in his voice that you may want to start with elementary it's not going to be easy. So sort of similar experience. And I have examples over examples throughout my experience here in in this, um, you know, immigration uh, process that I went through. But I remember Dan said pretty much the same thing about being in another country and feeling, you know, those limitations to some extent, even like language is the first limitation that causes so many doubt in your mind but then if you're a strong person and you want to prove you can do it like Dan started baking and and went that route and became creative that way yeah I was thinking similarly if Dan uh, again I gotta throw it back to you you know if there's a moment where you could recall for yourself you know what limitation pushed you to 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 kind of grow and to to aspire to more yeah, I remember it very clearly. This was right out of um, college, undergraduate, when I had a degree in computer science, and I was working at Texas Instruments. And I've always been interested in different cultures and understanding both sides of things. And this was the time, this was in the 80s, early 80s, and the Cold War was still going on, and Russia was looked at as pretty negative and and bad in general. And I remember thinking, I can't believe that all Russian people are bad, like what we had been the idea, because there was a lot of propaganda against Russia and so forth. So I was talking with a co-worker there at Texas Instruments, and this was in Lubbock, Texas one day. And and I, I forget what I said, something like that. And she says, oh, well, those Russians, they're just, they're just evil. They're just all evil. And I said, nah, I don't think so. I said, I think most of them probably want the same things that we want, you know, they raise fans and so forth. And boy, she just came down hard and, and hammered away. And I didn't really have anything to say, but I remember in that moment thinking, if I have been there, then I won't ever have to deal with somebody so close-minded again. In other words, I'll know. I'll say, well, have you been? Because I've been. And that was what drove me eventually to study Russian and to go to Russia was that it was that very thing. It's like, okay, I'll find out and I'll know, and I'll know better than you will know. So it was that it was one. I think there are, there can be statements like that where it arouses our own resistance and motivation. And then there are also statements 
that people make, and this I think is an important point, is that a single statement by somebody can affect our lives dramatically. Mm-hmm. But I have, another, I have another example, like after I had then was finishing my career in computer science, and I had started taking some classes at uh, University of North Texas, I was going to get a master's degree in organizational psych. And I was taking some prerequisites. And one of them was history of psychology. Walking out of class that day, the professor, we were walking out together and he says, Dan, what are you, you know, what's your direction? What are you going to do? And I said, well, I'll get a master's in organizational psych. And he says, no, don't do that. He says, you should get a PhD in counseling psych and I'll write you a letter of recommendation. And that changed my course. That changed where I was headed. And it did so dramatically. And it was a real constructive and positive thing, too. I mean, I really took that as, okay, somebody seeing something here that I either didn't get or couldn't see or whatever. So that was cool. That was a positive way that I got some motivation and moved on in my life. And you think- know, sometimes you take it. Uh, sorry, Alex, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I think we're going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Take- Yeah, my experiences of this sort of negativity or comments that wasn't um, creating motivation in you caused me to be always the opposite. Because I often told the kids in my classroom in the past that you can do whatever you want to do if you have the motivation. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let any negative comment Um, take you back. So I was always remembering all these negativity that was sort of in a way in back of my head, going through processes of doing different things. And during my, you know, experience here. And because of that, I was always, always giving a lot of uh, positive um, uh, encouragement to the kids or to friends Uh, Many of my friends sometimes told me, oh, with two kids and having all this in your plate, you're still doing this, you're still doing, how do you do that? And I often told them, you can do it. And some of my friends, because of my encouragement, went back to school. Well, some of them uh, dropped because they thought it's too difficult with having a family and going but some started doing it and gradually they did it. I think sometimes your experience because of some negative, you know, things that you've heard, that causes you to go the opposite direction in encouraging people to do it. Because you feel like I did it, I could be going against it and and do it, you can do it too. So don't let any of these negative, even your own thoughts to stop you. And then... um, uh, we come back and continue our conversation because we got to our second break. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگر صدای ما رو از رادیو بامداد به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین من همراه همکارانم دکتر الکساندراده و دکتر دانیل راکرز روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت 12 که بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم صحبت‌های امروزمون در مورد این تالا بود که چقدر محدودیت هایی که ما ایجاد میشه در زندگیمون چیزهای منفی که از پدر مادر از همکار از دوست از خانواده یا از اجتماع میشنویم بازدارنده هستن برای جلو رفتن ما برای پیشروی ما و چقدر مهمه که 
ما خودمون رو از درون قوی نگه داریم که بتونیم با تمام این چیزایی که میشنویم حرفای منفی که از دیگران برداشت میکنیم بتونیم بریم جلو و اون چیزی که در زندگی میخوایم بهش برسیم و موفق بشیم صحبتمون تالا در این زمینه بوده به زبان انگلیسی اگر کسانی هستن که از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن خواهش میکنم ازشون دعوت کنین روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه به برنامه ما توجه کنن ما برنامهمون تحت عنوان Culture and Psychology از رادیو بامداد هستش پادکست های ما از طریق Spotify امازون میوزیک و آیتون گوگل همه این پلتفرم ها میتونین ما رو پیدا کنین بر اساس تاپیکا به برنامه ما گوش بدین ما تا کنون حدود نزدیک به 190 پادکست داریم تحت عنوان های مختلف و سعی میکنیم هر هفته موضوعات جدید رو برای شما بیاریم برمیگردیم دنبال صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, and we continue our conversation about uh, limitation in life and could it be creative? Um, could it be um, actually expanding our creativity? Could it be negative? And so far, we've been continuing our conversation regarding many positive things that come out of limitations. And some negativity obviously is there, but maybe it depends on the personality and character of a person that could go negative. But mostly we think um, is 
very positive. And I want to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning. And Dan said, if they give you a clear palette and they ask you to paint and do something, it's very hard to start. But if they limit you and they say, you can't do this, you can't do that, you have something to start with. I want to go back to there. And it's so interesting when they tell you, you cannot do this and that. So all of a sudden it gives you an idea of what I can do. And that starts inspiration, motivation, and some creativity in you. So Dr. Rockers, to continue regarding what you said, and I refer to, I'm sure you have more to talk about. Well, we can think about this idea of a person's response to limitation as being reactive or not conscious, which is what we've described so far. Somebody says something, well, you can't do this. And it's like, oh, wait a whole, yes, I can, right? That's reactivity. And it doesn't emanate from a conscious decision place as much as it comes from just reactive. I'm wondering about the idea of intentional consciously generating solutions based on something like that to where we're not in a sense manipulated i don't not really saying that we're manipulated in the first way but is there a way where we can do it of our own volition maybe it's can we look around and see is there something that i would like to solve here and that i choose to mm. reminds me sometimes i'll uh, encourage the question uh, when working with individuals what's another way that i could see this and so it's not, it's kind of like a wondering versus this, it's wrong or it's bad. Uh, that's something I try to encourage in individuals where it's not, we're seeing things in this dichotomous way, but more let's, let's try to see the gray. What are the, the, the varieties? What are the alternatives in that way? And recognizing it's just not one other alternative in that way. So being like, okay, what's another way I can look at this? What are two or three different ways that I can maybe take this and, and explore. So I think that could be one way that wondering that could allow us to start to generate some other options, alternatives to what we're, we're maybe seeing, you know, in the world or in a situation. Yeah. I like that because it means you don't have to make the other thing into something bad. You don't have to perceive it as bad. You can perceive it as, Oh, there's this. Hmm. I wonder how we could do X or I wonder how we could do that. Cause if we perceive something as bad, then we're typically going to get into this polarized campaign of they're bad and I'm going to fix this. And then we can engender resistance from the other side because I'm bumping up against it as opposed to, okay, that's one way. Let me think there's another way. There might be another way that both of us, we can both benefit from this approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And also I want to add something to it. Uh, when internally, in your mind, you have that freedom. So meaning that freedom is within you and you, you see the world, your worldview is all about freedom. When you feel free, any limitations doesn't mean anything to you. You know, it's uh, something that um, you just don't have any borders, don't have any obstacles in your head and you feel like I'm free to do anything. And so when outside things are limiting you, you don't even feel like they're limiting you. You have that freedom in you. I don't know if I can express that clearly 
Do you feel what I'm saying? Because the most important part of anything is what you think and what is in your head. Imagine in your head, you feel that freedom. You don't feel even anybody or anything can limit you. So you have that in your mind. Then when you face it with reality of some limitation, you become even more creative because in your head, you can do anything you want. You have that freedom. So you become even more creative. So you don't go back when there's an obstacle because you think, you know, I can do it. Is it like, here's a metaphor, possible metaphor. And is it like the water of a river that's flowing? And there may be some obstacles in the river or that it encounters, but the water just keeps flowing. It just flows right around it. And then Absolutely. Very well said. Yes, because you are flowing anyways. You are just moving, you know. So the obstacles are not really obstacle in your head. You become creative to work around it when you have that in your mind. Yes, absolutely. That metaphor works really well. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, though, it's so difficult, too. And I think that's something to try to foster and encourage that those things that are going to happen in our life don't have to be uh, detract from our plan or from our direction, but can actually be something that adds to the overall experience or overall uh, kind of aspects of our life in that way. So I think it's hard because we, we get this mindset of how we see ourselves, how we see others, how we see things playing out. And we can get very wedded to that, to the point where when we do face, you know, these things in the river, you know, these things in life that are there, we react sometimes more strongly to them because they, they are outside of what we originally were thinking or planning for ourselves in that way. And so as we can start to see those things as part of life or part of just the, 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 the nature of things, it doesn't have to be something that, that stops us or defeats us, but instead something that, yes, while it may throw us off and it may be a little bit more turbulent for a while than we thought, we can regain that equilibrium. We can regain that balance knowing that that comes with our experience that just comes with life. And is it true that you can sort of detach yourself from it and it makes you even think and feel more freedom when you detach yourself from the obstacles? So, you know, if imagine something is limiting you and you constantly is in your head and you're attached to that, obviously you walk with limitation, you sleep with limitation, you are angry about this limitation, but imagine you detach yourself from that limitation. You just feel like it's not going to limit me. You're not going to be walking, sleeping, eating it. You're going to detach yourself. It's not easy, but it's doable because when you detach yourself from things that are putting your hands um, in cuff, obviously you can't do things, but imagine there's none of that. And in your head, you're detached. Then you have so much more creativity in you to do what you want. If I hear you right, I'm thinking of it's, it's, you know, if we, again, get too focused on those things, they could restrict us or limit us way more than we realize versus it being something that we just kind of move through something that just happens in that way. 
because think about it. A lot of times we limit ourselves more than we can be limited. Yes. And, and basically, I'm just more talking about that. You know, get off that mindset that there's limitation. Obviously, there are laws, there are regulations. Think of, for example, when we did our dissertation and our um, dissertation um, paper, which was a lot of limitation. You don't do this, you do this, you don't do that. I mean, so many limitations. But even in that limitation, we learned so much. We improved so much within that limitation. Um, But uh, I remember how much those rules and regulations, when you're doing references, when you're um, you know, doing all these um, uh, references, um, it, it brings a lot of instructions on how you do it. But within that limitations, if you made yourself free of, let me just write what I want to write, let me do what I want to do, then I think of those limitations and I bring it back to the rules and regulations. So imagine if your rules and regulation limits you from all these good things that you have in your mind and you want to put it on your paper, all this great literature that you have studied and you want to use. So you could have just get frustrated and say, hey, you know, every sentence I'm writing, I have to reference. But you wrote it and you made sure you're referencing all of those. So at first, it becomes humongous and very, very difficult. But then when you started thinking differently, you were rolling. Yeah, you could work within a system and it can feel just very natural. Or, yeah, if you get overwhelmed by it, you know, because even society, like you said, I mean, we can look at there's so many things about society that, you know, we can be frustrated about. But then, like you said, uh, in that earlier example, if we all get together and start to speak up, then it could be something that could be powerful and moving versus this overwhelming force that is dictating our life in every single way. So I think it can be one of those things that we can find strength in, even within systems at times. Uh, Yes, sometimes systems need to be changed dramatically and revamped. But I think a lot of times too, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. You know, we crave structure organization in that way. Uh, we know that we need that as part of our healthy development as human beings. And so it's something that, you know, we can't say just cast it out. You know, we need that. We need to work within those. And we, and we learn from each other. We constantly are learning from each other. Um, and we tell each other, I did it this way. You can do it too, you know. So as a society, as you mentioned, we help each other. Dan, do you want to say anything before we end our program? I wish I had something really smart to say, but I'm stuck on resisting things right now. <laughs> trying to come up with something based on resistance. Uh, we are towards the end of our program. And uh, as usual, we want to say our last statement. So we start maybe with Dr. Rockers, who is limiting right now. <laughs> uh, I'm not really pushing against. I like the idea of the river flow metaphor because the water as it flows encounters these obstacles, but doesn't really stop to get too concerned about the obstacles and just keeps about its business as far as moving forward and flowing on. I think about myself in life that there are some things that I may not want to do that much, paperwork and so forth, 
And maybe if I can approach it more like the water approaches an obstacle and without getting too mentally stuck and resisting it, is just to do it and not be too connected, attached, just do it and get it done. And I would add kind of similarly, that idea of just kind of trying to increase that wonder versus seeing the world in this kind of black or white way. I think we're all guilty of it. We, we see the world through our own eyes, but as we can start to say, what's another way that we can approach things or I wonder how somebody else might see this, we can start to see that there, there are options. There are sometimes more options than we realize. And I think also a lot of times there's more support than we realize is there too. So being able to recognize our options can lend that accessing that help and that support to allow us to feel connected to others in ways that we maybe never realized if versus if we just focus on the negativity and how that that hinders us how that defeats us i like the uh, idea of have you have support alex when you mentioned this is a great backup um you know strength that you need to have in anything you do. And and when you feel that support from colleagues, from family, from society, or from friends, or anyone in your life, when you feel that support, and when you think about it, we all have gone through different um, obstacles in life with support of others, whether it was family, friends, uh, a nice supervisor, co-worker, And there's always that support somewhere sitting that will come up when we pull up our sleeves and we start doing something. So don't be afraid of trying because when you start the first steps, there's always support coming to you. But you need to take those first steps. You need to start somewhere. So with that, I want to thank my colleagues, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade. And we come back to continue our conversation Um, And we wish you a wonderful rest of the day.
باید این با کمی بهتر نبره آشقی را غرق در باور نبره قصه ها را سیدیگر نبره از کجا این باور آمد که با گر روید سر بر نگردد سر نبه قصه این از سر نبه قصه این از سر